Hello, this is Coffee Chug, and today I bring to you a very special podcast, one that, to be honest, was not planned in my scheme as I'm wrapping up season two, but it's one that uh, holds a lot of power and emotion and a, a really lovely story that I think you'll really, really enjoy and so today, I bring to you Living on the Edge of Chaos podcast, episode 25, and this is episode 7 of season 2. What I want to do is tell you a really short story here about a man who weighed under 100 pounds and was small in stature, but mighty in what he was able to accomplish. This was a man that was born in 1924 and a, and a man that almost all of you listening to have probably never heard of, nor would you have any reason to, but I'm sure that you have come across somebody very similar like this in your life. This is a man that worked very hard from a young age. Obviously, life in the world was different in 1924 than what it is today, but there are some principles and some things that remain the same. And so if I could take you back to that time, a time that I don't understand, but this is about a man that was born in, in a small town, Dallas City in Illinois. He went to school in Peoria, Illinois. And as he went through the ranks of school, which I don't know much about, I do know that he served the United States Army. And he served during World War II, which is a time period and a war in which many people saw things and experienced things that even today we can't quite process. And this man in particular was on the forefront. He was in the trenches, and he never talked about it. He did a little bit towards the end of his life when his memory was going, but rarely did he speak of it, nor did he want accolades, did he want recognition. He just did what was needed. From that point, he went on and he ran his own farm and he was known from the stories that have been gathered to buy used equipment, equipment that wasn't working, and he would take his skills, his hands, and the knowledge that he possessed, and he would fix things. He would make them work, and he was happy with what he had. Over time, he did move into the town where he, he did not farm anymore, but he built his house from scratch, completely on his own. And it's an amazing house that still stands and is still of very high quality. And this is a guy that loved woodworking. He has made many pieces of furniture in different designs from his own memory, not just things following instructions from a book, and could put his own little knack and touch on things. What this guy brought to many people in his life was, I think, a key word, which is simplicity. And this man that I'm speaking of is my wife's grandfather, George Blender, who just passed away last week at the age of 90 after falling and breaking his hip and no longer being able to walk. Decided, we decided to go through with surgery. He came out of that quite well, but had some complications and moved on to join his wife in heaven. I don't share that with you for sympathy. I share the story and I share this thing because as I heard stories gathering from my wife's family 
and visiting with people who we don't normally get to see, all the stories about George were wrapped around, in my mind, this idea of simplicity. Things were simple. You just did what you had to do. You did it to your best of your ability, and you got it done. It wasn't about bringing other people down. It wasn't about showing off how great you are. It wasn't about any of those things. It was just doing what I think what's right. And you just do it and 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 you take pride in your work. And George, we have a lot of his pieces in our in our house. He took great pride in, in what he made. And I think on his farm, which I never got to experience, but the stories that my wife and the and her cousins tell, it's all about pride. And the simplicity about it is he did everything with a smile. One thing, if you ever met George, he always just kind of had a little uh, shit grin. I don't know how else to explain it. And he was known for his one-liners. Real quick-witted, always known to bring a little zinger. that always lightened the mood and made everybody laugh a little bit. But I can't help keep thinking about all the stories, whether it was my brother-in-law or my mother-in-law and the stories that they shared all came back to this idea of simplicity. And I think in our society today, we've overcomplicated things. We've made things so complicated that we're not quite sure where to turn or what to do or where to go. And so as we look at the celebration of this guy's life, I, I want to share that with many people because I look at where I'm at in my mindset with education. And, and there's times that I get very, very frustrated, and I keep pushing the, the challenge of improving and wanting to get better and getting people to share their ideas, not because you need to brag, but because we can learn. And if we don't share, how can we possibly learn? And I look at all the things that, that bother me as an educator as well as a parent in the scope of school, and I think it comes down to the fact that we've made things so much more complicated than what they need to be. I look at my own life, and I look at my to-do list that I write out, it seems, every day, and it's always 30 items long, and I'm working on being more productive. And I think I've overcomplicated what it is that I need to do. And it hit me through those stories. And it hit me yesterday just sitting in the front yard laughing with my son and my youngest daughter. And we were just wrestling and, you know, tickling each other and playing tackle football. That's as simple as it gets. But that's as powerful as any emotion that any of us need. And so I share this with you today to get you thinking about your life and your perception on how things are. Are you living a life that needs to be simplified? Have you overcomplicated, overbooked yourself so much that things have become complicated? And are things that are complicated that don't need to be complicated? Why are we taking 10 steps to do something that takes two steps? And I keep thinking of George, and it was simple. You know, he didn't wear 14 hats to decide which hat to wear. He wore one hat, and it was a sun-made raisin hat, and everybody knew that hat. He had a pair of shoes, and that's what you wore. Because it didn't matter. And I look at my life and I've got, you know, all these things and I can't figure out, should I do this or should I do that? I've overcomplicated the scheme of stuff. But even more important than the simplicity thing, I think, was his passion. And he took and his pride. He took pride in everything he did. And that's something that I need to take away is continue to take the pride in what I do and not just go through the motions. As an educator, as a husband, as a parent, and as a friend. 
we can't lose sight of the important things in life. There's nothing wrong with taking the old, as George did with old tractor equipment, fixing it, making do with what you have, and enjoying what you have. You know, it's not that things are wrong, but we can take what we have, what exists, and we can fix it. We can make it better. It doesn't mean that it's wrong, but we should be this idea, this mindset of a lifelong learner where we're always striving to be better, to make things more efficient, to be more productive, to connect with kids in new ways, to show our loved ones that we love them. We all have gifts. And I think about George and the things that everybody shared with him. And none of that would have fit into the mold of public education. And this podcast isn't so much about education, but in everything that I do, I can't help but think that. You know, he was good with his hands. He was good with woodworking. He served as a soldier. You know, he could see things and design things and craft things that were so unbelievable. And I think about the kids walking the hallways here that in my building that maybe have those skills, but there is not a single place in the school day for them to use that. I think about my engineering class and the kids that I have soldering and coding and programming, and there's no place in this building for that. But there's a value. And so it brings me to the idea that we all have gifts, whether we recognize them or not, and we need to make sure that we don't shatter those dreams. Those dreams... And those ideas that people have, that students have, can so easily be popped by the smallest of needle, by the one wrong word, the one wrong sentence. And so we need to embrace that. And if they don't have the gifts and the skills that we want us there in our class, how can we have conversations and let them know that they're okay? We don't live in a society where there's one answer to everything. But there could be more than one answer. And the times that there is one answer, there are multiple paths to get there and help people see that it's okay. However you think, however you choose, is all right. So we need to embrace change. We need to embrace that we have things in existence that we can make better. We don't need more. I think sometimes we need less. And with that last brings simplicity and a peace to our mind. It allows us to dig deeper with what we have, with what we're going to do, and become better at that. And when we do that, we need to share that out so others can learn. I learned a great deal about George these last few days, hearing stories from family, stories I've never heard before. And hopefully there's stories that will continue, and maybe there's stories that will continue to come out from the pipeline. Unfortunately, George doesn't get to hear those because he's moved on to a much better place. And so don't wait until it's too late where people can't hear your story. We're living our stories now, and you need to share that. You need to share your pitfalls. You need to share when you find things that work. You need to share when people have, have touched you in an emotional way where you need to say thank you or leave them a little post-it note with a little note. It doesn't matter. My challenge to you with this podcast, which is different than any other podcast I've done, it's to just take five minutes and pause and think of your life. What can you streamline? What are you going to be known for? What's your legacy? And is it something that everybody would say the same? In George's case, everybody was streamlined. They all had a one-liner that he shared that made them laugh. 
and they all knew of his hard work and pride and passion that he took into everything, and everybody had an example of what that might have been. So what's yours? Or are you spread so thin that you're not sure? And if that's the case, you need to simplify. Rest in peace, Georgia Blender. And I hope those listening to this take time to pause, reflect, streamline, remember what's important, and don't overcomplicate the things that we do in our daily life. I would love to hear from you. If you found this podcast useful, it gave you time to think what your questions are, what's your thoughts. Do you agree with the things that I've shared today? And if you found it good, as always, I would love a rating on iTunes or anywhere else for you to share and spread the message because that's what it's about. It's not about me. It's about the ideas and getting people to have conversations and those conversations moving into action. George lived 90 years. It's a good life. Did things, seen things that I never will. I look at my own life, and if I live to be 90, I've already lived a third of it. And so I got to get going. It's time for me to simplify it. It's time for me to get into action and start to produce something that's going to be a worthwhile to this world. And I hope that you start thinking the same way. This is Coffee Chug signing out, living on the edge of chaos. Rest in peace, George. <laughs>